Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. All right. We want to say greetings to everyone and thank you all so much for joining us today. My name is Brother Hog Bowman, and as usual, I'm so grateful to the Lord to come and share with you something that the Lord had laid on my heart to share. And uh, so some of you, you can see the topic there, uh, what we're going to talk about, what God wants to say, uh, the mean man. <laughs> I know it's a, kind of an odd topic, but um, we'll, you know, it's, that's the way the Lord gave it to me. I imagine because that's the way he sees it. And so we're going to we're gonna discuss this, and uh, I pray that this will help you, that this will bless you, especially you men, that you will, it will help you to be who God has called you to be and uh, so that you can lead your family. So uh, if you have your Bible, let's go to the 13th chapter of the book of Second Samuel, uh, the 13th chapter of Second Samuel. And we're going to talk about a few things. Now, most of the time, of course, uh, you know, in today's society especially, uh, by the time we get with someone, by the time we marry someone, a lot of times they have already been in relationships and have already, now I'm talking about us men now, when, by the time we uh, marry a woman or start trying to date or court a woman, uh, she has already been in a relationship at least maybe one time, most of the time now. That's not always the case. But most of the time, she's already been in a relationship. She has already experienced hurt, and because of that hurt, uh, she has put up walls, and it could be a, a very hard thing for a man to deal with, you know, a husband especially to deal with a woman with walls because he can assume that those walls were put up because of him, or he can assume that she has walls, you know, uh, because she's with him. And when in reality, a lot of times those walls are up, that, that shell, uh, that protective shell is up because of what she has experienced before she met you. The unfortunate thing is many of us husbands, uh, we uh, and men who are interested in a woman and maybe dating a woman or with a woman, we reap the backlash of it, you see that, because whoever has hurt this woman in the past, he has moved on and a lot of times have moved on to hurt other women, about to hurt somebody else's little sister or uh, whatever. And so uh, if we're not careful, we can get out of our place as a man. And, and so... Today, though, we're going to talk about especially that mean man, that man that means uh, that woman no good. You see that he he just out for what he can get and uh, basically not interested in marrying her, really, honestly, not interested in caring for her, not interested in, in, interested in loving her. He's selfish, very selfish, you see that. And so... He's the person that taints uh, that woman 
for later on. In other words, she becomes painted because she's with him, and then she gets with a good man and don't know how to treat him, don't know how to be with him because uh, she's picked up that mean spirit herself. You see, that all she feels like she has to guard herself because of her experience with the mean man. And so we're going to discuss this, and we're talking about even men in the body of Christ, men who profess to be saved. So let's go read uh, the 13th chapter of Second Samuel. We'll start reading at verse 1. It says, And it came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister. In other words, she was pretty. Whose name was Tamar, and Amnon, the son of David, loved her. And Amnon was so vexed that he felt sick for his sister, for she was a virgin, and Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. So, that tells you the desire of, of men. Men can be sick behind a woman. Uh, they can just feel like, oh, if I just had this woman, I, you know, I would treat her right. I would, you know, I would really love her. You see that? Let's go ahead and keep reading. It says, verse 3, But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shemiah, David's brother. And Jonadab was a very subtle man. So it looks back up to what that says, that she was a virgin. So uh, that made her more desirable. Now, I personally, and you know, and I've expressed this, uh, to my daughters and some other people who were sitting around, uh, just I think it was just last week. I personally, um, I think it's something that a man would take a woman's virginity and not be married to her. I, I think that that's, to me, that ought to be a crime against humanity, that a, a man would want to lay with a woman and, and take her virginity and not be married to her, and, that's, and, and, and also to want to lay with her and and period, and not be married to her, but especially the the virgin woman, the woman that's pure, because he should have enough sense to want that to be for her husband. And to me, if you if you intend on marrying her, then you ought to wait until marriage. See that before you before you uh, are, are with that woman. But if you don't intend on marrying her, then let her be. If, if don't don't try to. Take her virginity if you if you know you don't want to be married to her. Because if you truly wanted to be married to her, then you'd be willing to wait. You see that? And so I just I, that just that just something that it it gets under my skin. And that's what we're talking about the mean man, the man that's just out for self. And and see and so you see here, Amnon was so vexed. The Bible says that he fell sick for his, for his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin. So that was like. The topping there, that was the icing on the cake. She's a virgin, you see that. And, uh, you know, I can remember growing up around some fellas, you know, going to school with people who thought that that was like something to brag about, the fact that they were somebody's first and wasn't married to them, wasn't intending on being married, just just out there just tanking women, you see. And God is against that, you see that. God is against that. I, I, me personally, I, and this is for you women. I, I believe if you, if you women, if you have a, a brother, a big brother, or whatever, a father figure around, or a father around, that that man, if he means you any good, he wouldn't mind meeting your father. He wouldn't mind meeting your brother. You see that if he means you any good, he wouldn't mind being around your family. He wouldn't mind coming around. You see that, but that one, that man that wants you to sneak around. That man that wants you to do all these things behind your parents' back, especially you young ladies, 
you watch out for him because he's, he's up to no good. You see that? And he's there. He's sent. Now, I'll just be up front. He's sent by the devil to taint you for God's plan for you later on. You see that? Now, that's what he's there for. So verse 3 says, But Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab, the son of Shemaiah, David's brother. In other words, his, uh, that was David's nephew. You see that? And Jonadab was a very subtle man. In other words, slick. Now, let's keep reading. Verse 4, and he said unto him, Why thou, being the king's son, lean from day to day, will thou not tell me? And Amnon said unto him, I love Tamar, my brother Absalom's sister. Now, I want you to notice that there. Now, the Bible makes it clear, of course, that this was his sister as well. They had the same daddy, had the same blood flowing through their brain, uh, veins, and so they that was his sister as well. But he tried to fix it up when he's telling, you know, his, his cousin here in reality or his best friend that it was his brother's sister. And that just shows you the slick talk that men can come up with, ladies, to get what they want. You see, that's very slick. They, they'll, they'll tell you exactly what they want to tell you. You know, they know how to fix it up. And, and that's what makes some of you women so hard now. Because you've heard men fix it up. You've heard men just say slick stuff and maybe get the best of you and get what they want, and then they, they're gone. And then when some other man come along and say, he loves you or he wants to spend time with you or he thinks about you all the time, it don't carry as much weight because you're used to slick Amnon. See, you're used to the slick. And so it, it leaves the man who's sincere out in the cold because, You've heard it all before, and you begin to treat that man like somebody else has treated you in the past who may have said the exact same words but didn't mean it from their heart. You see, so you when you come out, you ladies, when you come out of a bad relationship or, you, or you've been through bad relationships, you ask God to heal you and to allow you to give every person, you know, any person, in other words, that person that maybe God sent to you, uh, uh, ask him to, to wipe your slate clean as far as bitterness, as far as hurt, so that when you do go into a new relationship, it is new. You're not carrying baggage from the past and making somebody else pay for it. You see that? So don't don't ask God to help you with that. You see that? Because a lot of times if you're not careful, you can be the lost a good man because you put him in the boat with everybody, with every other man that have approached you. And, and he may not be every other man, you see that. And so you you develop that shell, you develop that hard taste around your heart, and it, it's, it's not giving love, and neither can it receive love. And that's, that's the purpose of the mean man. That's the purpose of the man that have come and, and took your heart and stole it and stumped on it to begin with. It's to taint God's vision and purpose for you later on down the road, you see that? All right, so let's go and keep reading. Verse 14, he said unto him, Why art thou being the king's son lean from day to day? Will thou not tell me? And Amnon said unto him, I love Tamar, my brother, Absalom, sister. And Jonadab said unto him, Lay thee down on thy bed, and make thyself sick. And when thy father cometh to see thee, say unto him, I pray thee, let my sister Tamar come, and give me meat, and dress the meat in my sight, that I may see it, and eat it at her hand. You see that? So here is the scheming that men will do 
I'm talking about the bad man, the mean man. This is the scheming that men will do. They will think that they're just so in love, and if they just had this particular woman, you know, then their life would be so great. They may even think that on the front of their mind. So one of the things I want to tell you, ladies, every man that approached you that has done you wrong, that may not have been his intent in the front of his mind. He may have really thought he wanted a relationship with you. But I'll say this, as I've said over and over and over again, if a man does not know how to love God, if a man does not have a relationship with God, then he will not know how to love you. You see that? I don't care what his intentions are. He may have good intentions, but if he don't have God, then they're not God intentions. You see that? So I pray that that gets to you. And so here's this plotting and the scheming that men will do to get a woman. You see that? They talk to their friends, you know, she's a nice-looking lady. I'd really like to take her out on a date. I'd really like to spend time with her. And so they, 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 they scheme and plot, you know, to be by your locker or to, to be around you at work and all of that. They, they're just scheming and doing all of this scheming. And if you're not careful, you can be all giddy and laughing and all of that, thinking that, you know, just happy that you have attention and not knowing what's at the end of something, not knowing what's at the end of it. You see that? Now, my prayer is that you ladies will learn to pray. And ask the Lord, Lord, what is the end of it? I'm not talking about how how good it is now, how nice they and how good they treat you now. But what is at the end of this thing? If you will learn to pray that prayer, God can help you and and will show you. And not only that, when when God shows you, believe it. When because a lot of you you prayed that prayer and God has shown you or God has spoken through somebody else's mouth to you, and you still disregard it, and then you end up getting burned in the long run. You see that? All right, so that's verse, verse 6 says, So Amnon lay down and made himself sick, and when the king was come to see him, Amnon said unto the king, I pray thee, let Tamar, my sister, come and make me a couple of cakes in my sight that I may eat at her hand. So you see that? There's the dating there, uh, eating together. Uh, It don't start off looking impure. You see that? Now, that, that, that's how the devil comes. He don't show you his hand like my old dear brother Jim used to say. He don't show you what his, his hand until he has you in his hand. You see that? He don't show you what's there until he has you in there already. You see that? All right, verse 7. Then David sent home to Tamar, saying, Go now to thy brother Amnon's house and dress him meat. So I think it's very important that David called Amnon Tamar's brother. Of course, you know the relationship there. That it, he shouldn't have been wanting to be with his sister to begin with. That you know that's wrong all day long. All day long, that's wrong. You see that? All right, let's go to keep reading. Verse eight. So Tamar went to her brother Amnon's house, and he was laid down, and she took flour and kneaded it, and made cakes in his sight, and did bake the cakes. And she took a pan and poured them out before him, but he refused to eat. And Amnon said, have all have out all men from me. And they went out, every man from him. And Amnon said unto Tamar, bring the meat into the chamber, that I may eat of thine hand. And Tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them into the chamber to Amnon, her brother. So at first there in the house, living room, dining room, kitchen, first thing he wanted to do was get her 
in his house. He did that. God heard him cook for him. Got that done. But that wasn't good enough. See, now, ladies, again, if it's pure, it's pure. A man ain't always got to meet. You ain't got to be in a man's house, and you don't have to be in yours. You see that? If it's pure, it's pure. You see that? And, I, and I'll say this. When it's pure, you ain't got to sneak around. You see that? That man that wants you to sneak around, he only calling you at certain times and texting you at certain times, you best believe that there's something behind it. You see? And some of us, some of you ladies, you just walk right into it because you're hoping for the best, I guess, but maybe you're just ignoring what's obvious to you, you see. But there are some mean men out there that's just out there to take you, that's just out there to get the best of you, to steal your trust, and to hurt you, you see that. Now, God wants me to point that out. Now, I know in the past we've talked about the contentious weapon we you know, the woman that's not submissive, we, we've covered all of that, you see. We've taught about husband loving, husbands loving their wives, but you know God wants us to be wise and wants you to see, ladies, he wants you to see that there are some men out there that just don't mean you any good. They've got a mean spirit in them, and if you look at their past, you'll see that they, they've got a whole trail of women that they've hurt, and, and have probably been in a few fights with some of the brothers of these of these women, and I personally have seen that as well. You see that, and so God wants you to be alert, and He wants you to be aware. You see. All right, so verse. So you see where they go from. Amnon gets this his sister in his house, and but that's not good enough. Now he could have ate in the dining room, he could have ate in the living room, wherever in, in the kitchen, wherever she was cooking at. But he wanted to, to take it a step further, and let's, so let's go in the bedroom. Why I got? Because I want to eat from your hand, like as if he couldn't have ate from her hand in in the kitchen or the living room or the dining room. You see that? And so don't, don't fall for that. You see that? Don't fall for that. And then here's the thing: if you fall for it, then it must have been in you to begin with. You see that? And so God wants you to know that as well. Verse eleven, and when she had brought them in unto him to eat. He took hold of her and said unto her, Come lie with me, my sister. And she answered him, Nay, my brother, do not force me, for no such thing ought to be done in Israel. Do not do this, do not doubt this folly. In other words, foolishness. And I, whether shall I cause my chain to go? And as for thee, thou shalt be as one of the fools in Israel. Now therefore I pray thee, speak unto the king, for he will not withhold me from thee. In, in other words, she was married minded. She wasn't out there just sleeping around hoping that she'd catch a man that's a good man. Her And her mindset was, if you really want me, then marry me. This, my body, comes with marriage. Now, that is not, that, that's a sure way, ladies, to weed out some of the good from the bad. Because if you tell that man, I'm going to wait until marriage, I'm not going to sleep with you. I'm not going to lie with you. I'm going to wait until marriage. And you stick to that because a lot of you, you start off with that, try to appear to be holy and sanctified. And in your heart, you you really want it just as bad as they do, you see. And, and so you just have to be honest about it. But if you stick with that, it, I'm telling you, it could save you a lot of trouble down the road because it, it, it'll, weed, 
it'll weed out 90% of those that don't mean you any good. If, if that man can't wait until marriage, then he's not the one for you. He's, he's not the one for you. You see that? So we have to make that known there. So verse 14, how be it? He will not hearken unto her voice, but being stronger than she, forced her and labored her. Then Amnon hated her exceedingly, so that the hatred wherewith he hated her was greater than the love wherewith he had loved her. And Amnon said unto her, Arise, be gone. And she said unto him, There is no cause. This evil in sending me away is greater than the other that thou didst unto me. But he was not talking unto her. Then he called his servant that ministered unto him and said, Put now this woman out from me and bolt the door after her. And she had a garment of diverse colors upon her, for with such robes were the king's daughters that were virgins apparel. Then his servant brought her out and bolted the door after her. And Tamar put ashes on her head and ran her garment of diverse colors that was on her and laid her hand on her head and went on crying. So that's what happened to a lot of females. It may not be as quick. In other words, I don't lay with you. I done got what I wanted. Now I don't want to have anything to do with you. You know, just that same day, in other words. But it happens. Now here. What Tamar says that what don't don't push me away from you. Here it is. He done forced himself on her, and a lot of you ladies, you have voluntarily been involved in that. And and then when a man get what he wants and is finished using you, he don't want to have anything to do with you. And so now what happens? She's basically saying you have tainted me. And you, you've taken my virginity, my innocence, my trust in love. You know, you think about it, this, this, this Tamar cooked for him, Amnon, and no doubt if she had ever, now, no doubt if she had ever, would ever get married again every time she cooked, she'd have that on her mind. You see, yeah, not that. that's why you have to be careful. Don't play around in relationships like you're married. You know, don't don't do that. You see that? There there are some things that's meant for your husband. And if a man isn't trying to make you his wife, then don't treat him like he's your husband. You see that? Don't don't do that. You see that? Because it'll taint you. The further you go into something wrong, the more of it you'll have with you when you go into something that's right. You see that? And the more tainted you'll be. So you see what happens there? A man, a mean man, will go through all of these, jump through all of these hoops. He he really put on a show. And probably, you know, when you look back at it, Tamar might have really thought that he really liked me. He's done all of this for me, and men will do that. Will put on a big show, well, you know, and 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 really all it is is smoke screens, smoke screens and mirrors. Men will put on a big show to make a woman think that he want to be with her. But I'm telling you, ladies, if that man can't wait until marriage, he's not the one for you because he's not mature enough yet to, to you know, to even be anybody's husband. He needs to have some type of self-control, some type of self-control. You see that? And so... This man, he went through all of those hoops, and men today will jump through all of these hoops. 
for the purpose of getting with a woman and will even marry a woman only to turn around and mistreat that woman. And that's not God's will. Let's go real quick, just real briefly, to the thirteenth to the third chapter of the book of Genesis. So let's say a, a man has gotten past that. Maybe the man started off with good intentions and really has good intentions to the point where he has married the woman. But even after marriage, that's not the end of it, men. God expects for you to treat your wife the way that he did that he, he expects you to treat her. He expects you to love her. You see, it's it, it's easy to love somebody when you don't see all of their faults. But after you get married, you start living together, and on a daily basis, you see you begin to see things that maybe you didn't see before. And listen, love is not love if it has conditions. So. That woman, I'm going to tell you something, that woman needs to know that you're going to be there with her and that you really love her. If you jump through hoops to get her, if you have gone out of your way to express your love for her to get her, then you need to continue on in that after you've gotten her. After you've gotten her to the altar, after you have married her, you have to continue to love her, continue to reassure her, of your love. It don't it don't stop and a lot of men they, they have done the same thing that Amnon has done has done. They they get the woman after they got her, now I'm gonna mistreat you. That's not God's will. God will hold you accountable, men, for mistreating your wife. I think it's in the second chapter of the book of Malachi that he, God is displeased with men, with husbands that deal treacherously with their wives. She's not a man, and you you shouldn't talk to her and treat her like a man. And a lot of you men, you talk to, you, you mistreat your wife, you talk to them any kind of way, and then wonder why she's hard. You see that? No, she's not one of your friends on the block that you were playing basketball with who's hard and who, whose nature is the hard. She's not your best friend in that manner. She's innocent, even when she's trying to be hard. You you ought to be able to look past that. And a lot of you men, you're not pleased with the woman that your that you know that your wife has become. And a lot of that has to do with you. You mistreat her, she's going to respond to that. It's not God's will. So let's read third chapter of the book of Genesis. Start reading at verse one. So now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yeah, has God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and ye shall be as God, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. So here's the issue. A lot of times when we tackle this, we talk about it from that angle, from the woman giving the fruit to the husband and him eating. But let me make this clear. 
Adam didn't have to eat. You see that? So what this shows you is that he was out of his place when he chose to eat. So let's go ahead and keep reading. Verse 7, and the eyes of them, eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed the fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. So you see what happened there. Eve ate of it, but nothing happened. The, the, nothing happened. Their eyes weren't opened until Adam ate it. You know what? Adam was the head. Could you imagine what would have been the case had Eve ate of it, but Adam remained pure and Adam remained the head of his home and stayed in his place and and had his relationship with God intact? What would have happened? God brought to me the seventh chapter of 1 Corinthians, the 14th verse. The unbelieving wife is sanctified by the husband, and the unbelieving husband is sanctified by the wife. In other words, as, as, if, as long as it was just Eve that had ate it, their eyes were not open. Why? Because as long as Adam was in his place, Eve was still sanctified. Husband, as long as you were in your place as a man, loving that wife, being in your place, and, and having your relationship with God intact, then that wife who may not may have issues with submission, who may have other issues as well, she is sanctified because you're sanctified. But if you get to acting a fool, if you get to cutting up, then you're both in trouble. And God, husband, has already told you in his word that the wife is the weaker vessel. That woman is the weaker vessel. That means he holds you to a higher standard. You don't get to act like a brat and get to cut up because your wife is out of her place. You have to stay in your place. You can't be mean to your wife because she's not acting and she's not in the place where she needs to be. You have to love your wife as Christ loved the church. In other words, when the church was out of its place, God sent his son to redeem that church. Your job as a husband, redeem your wife to call her to the higher place that God wants her to be in. But you have to be in your place first. You see that? You have to be in your place. So, of course, you know they hid themselves, and then God came looking for them, and he called for Adam. Adam, where are you? And then he he, 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 he said, well, I was naked. I was afraid, and I hid myself. And then God asked, who told you you were naked? Did you eat of that tree? Where have I told you not to eat? And what did Adam say? Verse 12, and the man said, the woman who thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. Now, if you are a mean-spirited man, a mean-spirited husband, you will do the exact same thing that Adam did, will leave your wife in the cold. God called you as a husband to cover your wife. If you love her, then your love will cover that multitude of faults that she may have. Not to leave her out in the cold and abandon her and act like everything in a marriage that's gone wrong is her fault. You see that? No, it, it was Adam. God came looking for Adam. Why? Because God expected more of Adam. Nobody's eyes were open until Adam did what he did. So if you men 
have compromised in your heart and you have compromised in your Christian walk, then it opens the door for your household to be taken. And you'll all the time be looking at your wife like she's the problem. She's the problem. No, God is saying, man, you get in your place and stay there regardless of how she's acting. Why? Because when he starts dealing with her, she needs a place of grace to come back to. She does not need to come back to a man who is bitter towards her because of her past, because of her needing to grow. God has given you that wife, husband, for you to help her to grow. You clean her and you wash her with the word. But if you're selfish and you're a brat, then how are you going to wash your wife with the word? You look at how Jesus Christ has been merciful to you. Look at all of the junk you put the Lord through with your backsliding and your dipping in that and dipping in this and doing all of these things. And you can pray to God and ask him for grace and mercy, but then when your wife needs grace and mercy, you don't want to extend it. God is saying you're supposed to love your wife as Christ loved the church. Quit being mean-spirited. Quit being selfish. Quit throwing your wife under the bus. When she make a mistake, you cover her. Don't get bitter towards her. Even if she's not in the place where she needs to be, she at least needs to have a place to come to. She needs to have a place. She needs to be able to find grace in your sight. You ought to be happy when you're around her. She needs to know that, that she's not a burden to you. She needs to know that you're glad that you married her. She don't need to think that she's a burden to you, that you're just like every other man who can throw her away as soon as, you know, they're done using her. God has called you husbands to a higher place to love your wife. Ask the Lord to rid you of that mean spirit that you've got towards her, that bitter, bitter spirit that you have towards her, Why? Because as long as you're acting that way towards her, then you will not, she, how will she change? God has called you. Your position as a husband is for you to cultivate her. That's why you're the husband. You're the farmer. You cultivate her. You wash her with the watering of the word. God has called you to do that. You see that? Get in your place as a husband. And then watch the Lord bring her to her place. You see that? And that's the way it works. Amen. So we want to say thank you all so much for joining us today. I pray that something was said that has been a blessing to you. And uh, if you have any questions or comments concerning this, uh, we, we pray that you will send us an email and let us know. This has been a blessing to you as well. Send us an email and let us know. And we look forward to bringing more God's word to you. Have a blessed day. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.